But I was so afraid to have my children. Right. Because they were little, emotional, attached, and mm-hmm. it was it was really hurting even talking to them on the phone because they were like, when are you coming home? Right. They right. didn't understand that I was in prison. Right. It was like, awesome. oh, are you, you know, and I'm like, I'm on punishment. I have to be right. somewhere, be here for a while. And they, they still didn't un- uh, understand the concept of time or anything like that. This is Shade from Meet the Shoe. Hey, Nina Ross. How you guys doing? It's been a while. We haven't been on the air because of the COVID and we haven't been able to, you know, be together. So we've been trying to practice social distancing. So we're going to ha- give you a good show today. We're going to talk about our first year in prison. Hey. No, hey, my foot. No. <laughs> and how stressful it was. And by using and using the kite system and what the kite system is in the facilities that we were in. So to explain how we communicate within the prison, we have to write kites, which is a formal like little letter. I don't know. Ours was like an orange color. Mm-hmm. We write who we want to uh, like say to the law library. That was my issue for the first year. Yeah. So I wanted to go to the law library, co- get things copied and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I would write out to the law library the date and what I wanted done and when can I go to the library and so forth. So basically uh, it was you writing out a note stating what you wanted to do for the day or for the week. For that. How did they go? That, when, it, when they would uh, uh, provide me to come there. Okay. So... By that first year, I was trying to file a post-conviction suit, you know, to the courts. Okay, explain to the listeners what that means. A post-conviction is when I had got sentenced and I was trying and I lost in trial. Mm -hmm. And you have so many days to send some new evidence that they had missed and you thought they missed. Uh So you just send in new evidence to the court to open your case and give you a retrial. Okay. So wait, were you on a retrial or were you on a re-sentence? No. At the time, I got sentenced and everything Mm -hmm. and was sent to Shakopee facility. For how long? I I got 156 months. Whoa, okay. For first degree controlled substance and okay. conspiracy. And how much time out of 151 months? 56. 56, excuse me. 56 months. And how much time do you have to do on 156 months? So 156 months is equivalent to 13 years in prison. Okay. So I would have had to do a little about nine years straight. Okay. okay. Before um, you could get returning home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that kind of just didn't that that time did not stick in my heart, and I, I was really upset and just mad at the world at, right. the, at the judicial system mm-hmm. on you know just giving me that much time for non nonviolent crime. Right. So I found you know I had to go to the library, and it's just filling this filling out a kite and waiting. Mm-hmm. For it to circulate, it was like snail mail. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm waiting at least three to five days mm-hmm. before I get a response from anyone. What, just to go to the library to and go check? To, 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 talk, to talk to the librarian oh, and everything. Because wow. I need I don't want to get information. Right. I needed certain things done. Okay. Because they didn't provide that for me. 
at the library, regular library hours. So okay. if I wanted copies of something, uh-huh. I had to send it in and wait on them to send it back. Okay. It was very frustrating. And what was the length of time that you usually would, um, you know, have to wait on um, them letting you be in a like? How much time could you spend in the library? And what did you have to do? Get on a list to get to the library? Well, to do the research, did you have any help while you were there? And do you have to pay for those copies, or do, does the prison, did your, the prison you were at, provide the money for you to do anything legal? How does that work? Well, first off, we'll have to make movement. Each building had a time they can go to the library. Okay. So we will make movement, which was a five minute movement, mm-hmm. and everyone is trying to get there to the library because they will only take so many in that room. Okay. And if you didn't make it, you were, you was asked out. Okay. So, yeah, I remember the, oh, God, it was frustrating, but I would make it most of the majority of the time. I would make it in there. Sign, you had to sign in mm-hmm. and then you just go around and see what books you need. Check out whatever you can or make copies. Some of the law books you could not take back to your room. You had to make copies of those okay. and the copies cost. Wow. We had to pay for everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so you couldn't like say, for instance, there was a, um indigent person. You know, that mm-hmm. that's a person that doesn't get money mm-hmm. and they don't get visits usually mm-hmm. and they just don't have any support from the outside world. So what would happen in that case? Do they offer like free stamps, um, free copies for a person that doesn't have, you know, an income? What they did provide was free stamps and envelopes to indigent people. Okay. Um, and some hygiene. Other okay. words than that, nothing else. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so once you got past the part about getting to the library to file your motion, what was your next step? How long did it take you to file your motion? I It took me at least a week and a half or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I sent it in. Okay. And they gave me a, a let me know right off within 30, 60 days of okay. my filing that they would not, you know. Lower your sentence? Lower my sentence or give even give me a new trial or anything. Wow. They just said, oh, the judge made his decision and that was it. Okay. So the, it's just, um, that was that hard part of it. And then... <clears throat> I, I sent the kite in mm-hmm. to want to move into the Roosevelt Parenting Unit. Okay. So and what was the what was the qualifications for the Roosevelt Parenting Unit, and what was the pros and cons of the unit? Why were you trying to get from the unit you were at to that unit? That unit at the time had you have a single room oh. if you was a parent. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a single room. <laughs> or if you were just, if you weren't getting visits, they'll put you in the wing lounge with two other women, which it was a pretty big room. But okay. It was enough for two or three, three or four women in there. But Okay. Um, it and was what did you really, have to do to get there? Really laid back. You couldn't have any um, discipline. 
Okay. Major discipline, minor disciplines. Well, no, you first got there. Mm-hmm. I still had to wait. I was in there. I think I, I didn't move there to like six months. Okay. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was a waiting list as well. Okay. Mind you, it's like 600 women in the facility. Okay. And how old were the kids at the time? My children were, let's see, three and two. Okay. And Ramon was 13. 13. All right. Okay. So you had you a Mm preteen and you had you two new babies. Right. All right. So I did not really per se want to see the babies because I knew it would be hard for them and hard for me as well. Right. So I started off seeing my teenager, which they had teen day once a month where he can come and spend the whole day with me from 10 to 5. Wow. On a Saturday. Oh, beautiful. It was it was really, really under nice. Under the circumstances. Yeah, under the circumstances. It was really nice. Yeah. But I was so afraid to have my children. Right. Because they were little, emotional, attached, and mm-hmm. it was it was really hurting even talking to them on the phone because it was like, when you coming home? Right. They right. didn't understand that I was in prison. Right. It was like, oh, are you, you know, and I'm like, I'm on punishment. I have to be right. somewhere, be here for a while. And they, they still didn't un- uh, understand the concept of time or anything like that. Right. So my first year was horrible. I even, I mean, I try everything as far as learning the laws and rules in the facility, as mm-hmm. well as trying to see what legislature every year, you know, at the at that year was proposing. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, the House and the Senate, what laws they passed, as far as nonviolent um, criminals, inmates, um, on time cuts and stuff like that. So I, I, I kind of involved myself into doing stuff like that and okay. trying to find an early release. But right. And so what was you successful? How? Okay, back it up a little bit. For your first year after that, right? Mm-hmm. And once you got into the parenting facility right Mm -hmm. what how were you greeted how were the ladies that were in there that they show you the ropes and how to do the bid and you know things that you needed to do to get out like did you have any support within the system you had some support outside the system but did you have any support inside as far as the women that had come before you or were well um sometime you do and then sometime you you might find somebody that might not want you to get ahead of them. Right. Okay. You know, and especially with um, having your kids, you know, you get in trouble at LOP, you get bumped Whoa. off the list to have your kid. So a lot of people were doing little sneaky underhanded stuff. No. Oh, girl, yes. So, no. Yeah. Like what? Um... um how can I say? Probably like, give you some, like give you give you some give you some out the kitchen you ain't supposed to have that and, and contraband tell that and tell you that so people drop kites on that. Oh my god! Yes. So the first time I saw someone drop a kite, <laughs> and tell the listeners kite. what drop a kite means. Drop a kite. It's the same kite you use to communicate with the staff. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kite you use. You'd be like such and so, so and so. Tom and Jerry was in the room or in the bathroom together at this. Point of time, Whoa. and they drop the kite and just rewind the the, the cameras and oh, say, "Okay." No. And then you see nothing but a bunch of police right. <laughs> officers coming, handcuffing people and sending them to sick. So they, they, yeah, oh yeah, they did a lot of stuff because they do stuff like that because they want the single rooms. 
Oh my God. Oh, so it was a lot of mischief. So hold on, mm, Shadi. Mischievous stuff going your on. Your first year was hell. It was like you were dodging the snitches coming out. Yeah. Uh-huh. All you the rats to. coming out. Uh-huh. To tell any little thing that you do and then set you up. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. is horrible. It is. It, it is. It was. And something. then you're. And then you would think, okay, we're all women. Let's get over in here and unite with each other. No, What's up with it that? Is a lot of but stuff. here you go. You want me to lose my visit with my children? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, Shade. How did you make it through? I just, I pretty much uh, found a couple people I did hang out with that I knew from the streets. Okay. And I hung out with them and try to stay away from the rip the bull crap. You know. Right. I kept myself busy going to the gym and okay. going to religious um, events and stuff like that. So okay. that's that was mainly my years, how my years went. Okay. And I really didn't tell a lot of my business because when I um that first year I said, That's okay, let important. me tell, let me try and get into the boot camp CIP. Because right. a lot of women was like, Oh, you've been there before. If you've been there before, you can't go back. You right. know? So they'll say little stuff like that and say whisper like so and so, so and so, she ain't going to boot camp, you know. So right. I, I, I found right. out in the long run I'll, you know, keep my business to myself. Right, right. Right, so because, they won't be judging you oh, and they, plotting on you. And they do plot on you, even mm-hmm. with the, because there was a waiting list to even go to CIP. Mm-hmm. So they'll plot on somebody and say, you know, they got contraband and they go to SIG and bump them off the list. Mm-hmm. They go to the back and the next person be moved on up. Wow. Oh, it was something. It was something. How was, did you have the kite system? Okay, so our system... My first year was this. My first year, I wasn't sentenced. I actually, they waited a year. Federal Uh is different. I was in the VOA, Volunteers of America, in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. I was waiting to be sentenced my first year because, remember, I had caught my case Four days after my baby was born, not even 24 hours out of the hospital. Mm. So I'm 18 hours out of the hospital and my house gets raided. Once the house gets raided, it went all downhill from there. After that, I went to trial and boom, I got found guilty, mm-hmm. convicted. I'm facing 14 to 19 years. Wow. Mandatory oh minimum of 10. So I'm shook my first year the blessing part of this when I look back at it 20 what four years later when I look at this now Mm -hmm. I say it was a blessing that I was blessed with a judge that was a part of Congress Judge Rosenbaum James Rosenbaum Mm -hmm. was one of the highest judges for the state of Minnesota federal Mm -hmm. he had four daughters Mm -hmm. you know somebody out of one of those girls acted up Right. He told me that I reminded him of his daughters, and there was one in particular that I reminded him of. He didn't go into it, Mm -hmm. but he took it light on me. I wouldn't know that conversation, though, until a year later. Okay. What happened was when they found me um, guilty, he said... He said, I'm not going to be able to let you out because you're facing 14 to 19 years. I'm not going to be able to let you out for you to either get into more trouble 
that you shouldn't get into or to run, Mm. even though I know you come from a good family and that you just had a baby. But what I am going to do is keep you in custody and I'm going to send you to the halfway house so you can communicate with your girls. Because at the time I just had two kids and Mm -hmm. I had just had one child you know my 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 baby was like five months because i was out on bond so boom i go to the voa now that year of me sitting in the halfway house in custody in town Mm -hmm. that was hell they were setting me up first of all they were jealous that i had a nice looking baby's dad that would come and visit me bring my kids to visit me faithfully every week Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. he came almost every single visit he was there Mm-hmm. For the whole entire year, if it wasn't him, it was my mom or my friends. Mm-hmm. So those staff members were trying to come on to him. Mm, wow. <laughs> One staff member tried so hard. She got fired. <laughs> yes, she got fired because she patted him down. Mm-hmm. You're not <gasps> supposed to pat him down. It's supposed to be a male. But being as though this was a woman's facility. Right. At the time, it was just women working. So he, she patted him down, and my baby's dad was like, well, I'm not no police. I'm not going to go telling on her. But I just t- told the told them, like, you can't touch me. When they seen me say, you can't touch me, they told me I couldn't come back. So I, wow. me, I had to go to the higher-ups and tell them, like, look, my baby's dad is feeling uncomfortable about this woman touching on him she should and then the hair boss said she wasn't even supposed to touch him oh my god Mm -mm. so that was a big old fiasco or whatever so she got fired she got her own self fired Mm -hmm. and um he was continuing to come see me and then you know the relationship started getting weaker and weaker you know as a but i could say he stood strong my whole time i was locked up Mm mm-hmm as far as supporting my kids, sending me money, mm-hmm. and coming to see me even when I moved out of state. Right. So, but that first year, I was dealing with that. I was dealing with girls coming in and out of the jail because, see, I was in a facility that it held state and federal. Okay. And it was a halfway house. Mm-hmm. so And it was like the workhouse. So they would come for three months and leave. So I'm seeing all the people from the hood leaving, coming back. You know, I'm feeling a kind of way because like, dang, I can't even leave. I can't even go grow and be with my kids, you know? Right. I still don't even know what, Isn't that how much time I'm going to get. That is I'm like, dang, am I going to get 14 years? I'm going to get 19 years. You know, I'm dealing with that for a whole year. Boom. Let's speed up outside of all the little cutthroat uh, leaving um, drugs in the room. You know what I'm saying? Up under their bed. Try to even one time put some up under my bed. Mm. Um, Them coming to me, my baby's dad would give me money every week so I had like a thousand dollars in there in their uh safe and they told me I had to have somebody come pick it up because that was too much money that I had more money than anybody in the facility okay you know just little nitpicky stuff so then boom they sentenced me Mm -hmm. he that's when the judge told me that I reminded him of his daughter and you know he can only go down to the mandatory minimum. I hadn't done anything, which I never snitched on nobody. So he couldn't go under the right. mandatory minimum of 10. He could only take me down to 10. And that was it. So boom, wow. oh, I was first time. my first time. 10 years, 10 years, 23 years old. And what was it for? 
<laughs> possession of control stuff in a kilo. That that don't a make kilo, sense. It was crack and powder, cocaine, okay. both, half and half. So possession of cocaine. And um, they found $5,000 on me when they got me. They uh, took the 5000 confiscated the five grand. And... So once I got to the prison, now my first, so we're going into my second year, really. Mm -hmm. My second year, my first year in the penitentiary. Right. That was tough because I'm from Minnesota, mm -hmm. born and raised, real true Minnesota girl at heart. I'm getting shipped across the country down to Texas. Oh All God. I'm thinking in my mind is I'm going to racist-ass Texas. Right. Oh, how is this going to be? I'm going to the feds. So, boom, I get there. Now, I'm the first bus load to open up this new facility. So, we got immaculate. What I did like is that I had my own room for about two months. Okay. Then I got roommates. And every roommate that I got, we jammed together. And they were, um, had did time. Mm -hmm. They did time, uh... They did time prior to me. So okay. they told me how it goes. Right. Right. So I was good my first year in the penitentiary. It was, it was, it broke me down though because I was there like 16 months and I hadn't seen my kids. Mm, yes. And when I was there in Texas for 16 months, I called my mom and I just cried. I was like, I haven't seen my kids and I'm seeing everybody down here. I'm away from y'all. And mm -hmm. guess what my mom said? <laughs> <laughs> You've been a crack up. She told me, she said, before I left on that bus or plane, and you know, that they was finna take me from Minnesota down to Texas on Con Air. Ooh, that Ooh. was an experience within itself, honey. Oh, my God. On Con Air. On Con Air, girl. I'm talking about you leave the county jail in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Boom, they put you on a on a bus. Now, mind you, you don't know where you finna go. They put you on a bus. Then they take you to the airport. Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. Shackle, are you shackled? Shackled up. Oh, my God. Guess what? When you get your tail off that bus, they got all kind of shotguns pointed at you like you done just murdered, did a mass murder or something. Really? They got all the guns pointed on all these police and state troopers pointing the gun at you. Don't you make the wrong move. I'm dead serious. This is like a movie. Really? But it was on me. Just imagine. Were you the years only old. one? Hell no. It, it was, was a bunch of y'all. It, it, was, it was like... 25 of us, men and women, all shackled on our leg and on our wrists, off the bus, you know, like how on the movies, get down, come down the step one by one. Somebody help you off the bus. <laughs> no, seriously. It's not funny, but... I oh know, but girl, it was scary. Then you oh get and you go and you doom, 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 up the steps, doom, doom, to go up into the plane. Mm. You better take that one last look. You look over your shoulder, girl. I want to cry. But, you know, you have to be tough because you're around all these dudes and all these women. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to look weak because, whoa, you're federal. Right. You know, that's what you you got to tell yourself. So yeah. you getting on there, Sade. I take a look back. Girl, all you see is helicopters going over you our head. Kidding. Girl, police pointing at the at the um at the plane in case you make a wrong move. We federal. You don't know who's around you. You don't know if it's the mafia getting on the plane with you or who these people are. You're Mass right. murderers or mm -hmm. what? So we get on a plane. Oh Lord, don't you have to pee? You gotta walk past all the dudes. 
to the back of the plane and it might be a man that have to help you. Really? Help you undo you so you could pee and then get up. They tell you don't drink or do nothing before you get on that plane because if you have to poop or pee, you got to do it on the plane in front of everybody and everybody going to smell you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> everybody going to smell you. So, I mean, I didn't have to pee or poop or nothing. I think someone did, mm. but... I was in the front, thank God. All the girls got to sit in the front. So we were lucky. The men are the ones that Shut were in the back. back. Nobody really talked on there. Some people had a conversation, but who wants to have a conversation when you just had all them guns up in your face? So how long was your flight? Oh, my God. Um, I don't know how ever, about two hours maybe. So when you went, got to the, you guys, you said, you mentioned you opened that facility. You was the first bus. Oh. How many did that, how many women did that facility hold? Oh, gosh, like 250 girls. Mm. The facility, I, the floor I was on, dorm two. Okay. Dorm two in the FCI Carswell. Mm -hmm. That's where I was in Arlington, Fort Worth, Texas, mm -hmm. where Kennedy, where they took Kennedy when they pre killed President Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And they took him to that hospital. They turned that hospital into a prison. Oh. So that's where I was locked up at. I was there. So the hospital that he got killed, you know, where they took them after he got shot in the head. Mm -hmm. They have a FMC, which is a federal medical facility. Mm -hmm. And then they have a FCI where I was. And then they have a maximum. And then they have a camp. So I was did time in the FCI first, and then they sent me over to the camp. Peep this. They sent me to the FCI to open up that facility that was just being made. Also, we got to see the maximum girls, the uh, the uh, medical people, and the camp. We couldn't go to the camp till it was time. Now, the reason why they sent me to the FCI, why my first year was rough, was because I had gang ties. Mm -hmm. I didn't per se, but I associated with the guys. Mm -hmm. My case involved Crips. So with that, Crips and guns involved in my case, mm -hmm. they they up my level. Violent. I was right. a violent mm -hmm. level. I wasn't violent at all. I haven't never had a violent in my life, but I did then. So my first 18 months of my time, I did behind the wall. Wow. And then they sent me across the street to the camp. They called that the kitty camp, which it was because it was on a pond and we lived in a hotel and uh, we could eat real good, all that. Oh, yeah. But that was like they're playing. They're dangling a stake over your yeah, face. Yeah, like mm -hmm. because if you are on any kind of BS, you're gonna run right into that water, or you're gonna run over there. Cause like they had the people that worked in a prison, they lived right on the ground. So could somebody escape? From oh, that? easy. If they was in a camp, not in the FCI. Okay. But if they was in a camp, if they want to walk off, they could walk off. But why? Yeah. Cause that would be with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You would never, ever, ever get anything. Like, nothing would go good for you yeah. if you did that. So it's best if you push, they push you to the camp, stay there. Mm -hmm. There was people, when I got to the camp, I was there for three years, right? My second year there, um, there was a lady that still had 14 years left. But they let her over there. Thank God. And she deserved it. Oh, she was like the special uh, trustee uh, 
inmate that got to go to the town and mm. do all of that. And she deserved it. Though. Okay. So did you ever um, write kites to take care of your, any kind of business? Or? So the, here's the kite thing. When you do kites for us, for federal, you're free to walk around. As long as you're not in a maximum security, mm-hmm. feds don't, you're, you're, you're not, re, you know, contained in the spot. Mm. They have movement. When you can move now, if it's, uh, okay, say for instance, it's four o'clock stand up count. That means in Puerto Rico and everywhere in the United States, everybody's standing up Wow. at four o'clock, 4 p.m. Like right now, 10 p.m., 10 p.m., everybody's standing up, 10 p.m. and 4 p.m., everybody's standing up. That, 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 that five in the morning one, they might hit the end of your bed. And make your bed move. And you better and pop your then head you up. better pop your head up. But any other day, any other time, on any day, 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. you stand up. For count. For count. Everybody got to have a job. Now that was a hard adjustment for mm-hmm. my first year being in prison. They wanted me to be an orderly. So that's cleaning toilets. Mm-mm. So I didn't understand that at first, right? But then everybody was like, you got the best job in the in the facility. They didn't send you to the kitchen. Girl, you better be happy. They was make you get up at 3, 2 o'clock in the morning just to go to work, to be to work at 4 and only work from 4 to 10. Mm. You know, you would only work four hours, right? Mm-hmm. But... I just stayed being an orderly. I did move to the, when I moved to the camp, I did work in the dish room. Mm -hmm. Then after the dish room, Mm -hmm. I became an orderly for the um, unit, the TV rooms and um, on the ground. So, so, okay. What would be your shoe moment at the time? Okay. My only shoe moment that I had was the best shoe moment because that's when I wrote my very first book The Hood Makes Fresh Water I was locked up for 44 days Mm -hmm. and the reason why I got locked up in the shoe and they actually our shoe I was in a camp at Greenville in Greenville Illinois Mm -hmm. right I was at Greenville Institution I was locked up because I had I'm a very crafty person. Mm-hmm. I make all kind of stuff. Right. I was making um, earrings, and I had this glue I bought off of SPO. SPO, a special uh, purpose order, right? I ordered the, the um, glue. They approved the glue. The, the uh, a racist officer that everybody hated saw me with the glue, and he said, where'd you get this? I said, I ordered, and I frowned up at him. I ordered it off SPO. He said, no, you didn't. This is contraband. I said, no, it's not. He was like, yes, it is, and he snatched it. Mm. And I was like, you're a racist motherfucker. He said, that's it. You're going in a shoe. I said, I don't give a fuck, Mm -hmm. because I knew I was gone then. Just disrespect me. I'm going to disrespect you. So me and him's going back and forth having a custom match, and he called me. Um, up to the front. He left me alone for that time. He walked away. He called me, walked me up to the front. They told me to cuff up. I cuffed up. They um, took me to the county jail. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, it was real racist. Wow. Little old small town in St. Saint, in, 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 in Saint Louis, uh, Missouri. Mm. And I was scared because even bad. though I could hear other black dudes in the jail, it was the county, their county jail. Mm-hmm. 
And then I could hear other black girls in my unit where I was. There was nothing but white girls there. And there was only one white girl that came through there that wasn't racist. And thank God she was there until like two days before my time was up. Mm-hmm. But when the um, long story short, when the man came, um, the region, that's what it's called, the regional officer mm-hmm. came down to talk to me because I was writing, wrote a grievance against him saying he was a racist. He was discriminating. I bought it off of SPO. I had my friends find my receipt and everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even though that was proven, they still came in there and what? took 13 days from me. Mind you, I did 44 days in the hole Mm -mm. and they took 13 days for me. So I was supposed to get out, go to the halfway house on July the 14th. I didn't go until July 28th. Wow. Mm -mm. 